I think it's something that is, um, Abby says sometimes that like drawing is like yoga for the brain. Mm. And I think there is that, that, you know, there's something about being lost in something that is not intellectual or kind of um, in a sort of um, academic way. You're using your brain in a different way. It's like an intuitive way, a way that you can't necessarily work out why you're doing what, but it's, it's, it's really, I think it's really therapeutic and um, it's when almost like something else takes over. It's not, you know, it's not logic. It's, it's not reason it, it's something different and um and that's really freeing and I think you know I, I think especially like last year I think people are really connecting with that finding that we really really do need that and and I do think that schools are sort of squeezing it out a little bit you know there's just now they're sort of saying a lot of oh we need the kids to catch up with math science and um English and you think well what about art you know, mm. art is what they need to be catching up on. <laughs> the Creative Jungle podcast is all about speaking to and learning from inspiring entrepreneurs, creatives and well-being experts. You'll hear about their non-conventional lives and journeys, what they have learned and what tips and recommendations they have so that you too may be able to live a more creative and happier life. We hope that if you take just one thing from this podcast, it is a practical tip that you can implement into your daily life to make things a bit happier, more creative, or even just a little more inspired. The podcast is brought to you by us, Diana and Sam, a couple who co-founded MYO and Creative Jungle Company, which are all about bringing creativity to life and business. That's at MYO London and at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram. We've helped tens of thousands of adults get creative in our arts and crafts classes with our range of creative kits or during our creative thinking workshops. Could, Could you, you be, be next? next? Be sure to click that subscribe button so that you can listen to future episodes and check out the previous episodes too. Okay, now to saddle up, let's, let's go. go. We are so, so excited to have today on the podcast, Abby Tippett and Roz Berkeley Hill, a creative partnership and the creators of Tippley Hill. They are makers of deliciously colorful, hand-painted original artwork, contemporary canvases and personalized animal prints for your home. The style of their floral art prints is like a mashup of colors and ice cream and flowers with their animal prints being lovingly illustrated with funny or inspiring quotes. They also run creative workshops and do much, much more. They can be found at Tippley Hill, T-I-P-P-E-R-L-E-Y Hill on Instagram and tippleyhill.com. Abby is based in Leicester and Roz is in London. And what's interesting is that they work together, literally together on their larger canvases. So let's find out more. Welcome, Abby Hi, and Roz. Roz. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh, no my worries. God, it's pleasure. a pleasure. Um, so to kind of kick things off, mm. we always like to talk a little bit about the backstory. Um, and in your case, it'd be really nice to talk about working together as well. So the first question I'll throw with you, Abby, which is prior to setting up Tiberly Hill together, together, why do I pronounce that? Like <laughs> um, what was your life like? What were you doing? 
Um, and was doing something creative always the aspiration or did you have other dreams as a child? Um, well, we were both really creative. We've always both been creative. And we actually both worked together as textile designers in New York. That's where we met. And that's where we became friends. And then um, we both worked for textile companies doing prints and fashion prints. Um, and then one day uh, I was at Ros's house and I was like, oh, you know, I really miss working with you because we both stopped working at this point. We both had children. And I was like, oh, when we used to work together, we used to see each other all the time. We used to have such a good time. And then I said, I wish we could do something together. And Ros just said, oh, I can't believe you said that because somebody's asked if I'll do an art market this weekend. Do you fancy, um, not this weekend, like in a few weeks, do you fancy putting some stuff together? And I was like, yeah, I do. So I was like, right, that's it. We're going to do it. And we did it. And it was absolutely amazing. We had such an amazing response from everybody that came. And then I just turned around to Ros and went, well, there's something in this. We have to carry on working together and we have to carry on doing this. And um, that's just really sort of where it, where it began. So we'd always worked alongside each other, but we'd never actually worked together on everything. But it was, it was um, really funny, actually, because when we were in New York, one day I said to Ros, I'd done all this work and I just went, oh, I've got to colour it all in now. And she just went, oh, I love colouring in. And I went, oh, I hate colouring in. And, and, and then, and that was it. But we never did anything about it. But now that's kind of like, sort of like, it's sort of gone full circle. And that is one of the best things that we do. It's like, I love doing the drawing and she loves doing all the sort of the colour work. So it kind of, yeah, it's a match made in heaven. A natural yeah, partnership. I can't, yeah. I can't stand, I can't stand the drawing really. I'm not, I'm not a drawer. And when we were in New York, we had to kind of, do lots of what they call conversational prints so they're just like kind of patterns that tell a story and, and we did lots of stuff for scrubs and things like that mm. but yeah my boss asked me if he could if I could draw a roller boot and I was like no I can't and I was <laughs> like you can draw I was like no honestly I cannot I cannot draw <laughs> and I, I was like I was saying to boss it's a boot with wheels on that's all you need to do <laughs> I can't draw a boot I can't draw a boot. <laughs> so funny. I, I mean, it sounds so glamorous working in New York and making all these drawings. How long were you working there for? Both of um, you? Well, I was there for a couple of years. You were there for a bit longer, weren't you, Roz? Yeah, about, I was there for like three years. So we sort of met in 1999, wasn't it? God, we're showing our age now, aren't we? But um, <laughs> yeah, and then finished in about 2001. Um, but you came back a little bit before, before yeah. me, so... And what was yeah, that like great. living in what was it incredible? Oh, it was like I felt like I was on holiday every day. <laughs> I used to practically skip into work and uh we had like kind of our bosses were were quite fun and I don't know, it just didn't feel like a job. I just I had to pinch myself every time and think, I cannot believe I'm getting paid to do this. This is great. Oh, that's incredible. And then we used to just go to I don't know, like Macy's or whatever, and then just go and on our lunch break, take out because we get paid, we get given a check and then we cash it. We get a massive wedge of money and then go and buy a <laughs> pair of designer shoes with it. It was living the dream. That is the dream. That is the actual dream. <laughs> yeah, Diana's a big Sex and the City fan. I think it's getting its seventh rerun yeah. at the moment. So she'd love to live. I I'd just imagine well. you doing exactly that. <laughs> and I guess uh, this question to you, Roz, is the so you met in New York working for the textile studio and came back to the UK to set the business up together. Was it the case that you decided over in New York, yeah, let's move back to the UK and set something up? 
or was it forgive the ignorance were you back in the uk and then kind of decided to, to do it um, and kind of second part of that is what's that been like because it's been a couple of years now yeah. what's the journey been like yeah i mean i think it's but we both kind of so abby's sort of started at a different textile studio in London and then I think I can't even remember it was like quite a long time ago now but then I kind of had jobs at various textile studios but we really missed each other yeah. and and um you know when you work with a textile studio you don't necessarily work in there all the time so there was a lot of kind of feeling quite on your own and a bit isolated having used to sort of like having that studio environment where it's a lot going on and you're seeing your work going straight out from having worked on it and then almost like not seeing it at all because in London it's much it's that the sort of selling textiles is quite a different um scene really they're quite protective over where it goes you don't get to see the case coming in and out you know it just kind of goes on a plane and sometimes it's sent off to another agent and then they deal with it and then you occasionally get numbers back saying oh you sold this so I think we just I think we just really missed it and then and then partly also it was sort of both of us having children as well and trying to fit that that kind of into that way of the fashion cycle and also feeling a little bit like I don't know, it's so cyclical and feeling like, it, oh, not that again. <laughs> so yeah. With fashion, it sort of comes round and round. And it's sometimes I think, oh, God, this is like the fourth time I've done this trend. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And also feeling not having ownership necessarily of it, of the work. So, like, we, you do the work, but it's under a different name. It's not like you're selling it as your own. And we were like, oh, we really want to do something that is ours. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think as well, when you when you do textile stuff, as much as I love doing the textile stuff, and I think you can definitely see it in our work still now, you're really told sort of like, you can't put that on there. You can't put red dots on there because, you know, that could translate as blood. You can't put spikes on a branch because that will make the fabric look like it's not, you don't want to touch it and stuff like that. And there's lots of things that are in your mind that you can't do all the time. And I think that being able to just now, being able to just paint, it's just all of that's gone. And you could, you just got the freedom to do exactly what you want to do and, and paint in the way that you want to paint. Mm. Yeah, and that, and that really comes across in what you yeah, make. It's, it's like I wonder, free flowing. Yeah, if you'd gone straight into this before that experience, I mm. wonder would your art be so colourful and... Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be quite. I mean, sometimes I still hear my old boss sort of ringing in my ears and certain things, and I think, oh no, right, okay, no, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's definitely so much freer. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I was going to say, what was the exact point then you both said, you know what, we've talked about doing this, we both want to explore a kind of more free form style of creating. Let's do it let's make Tipperly here let's just do something together it probably so when we did this sorry Abby when we did this art fair I think because we had such a good reaction um and just organically we sort of we both sat at a table and we both were kind of working on illustrations and Abby's Abby's quite good at she comes up with lots of ideas all of the time and she's like right let's do this and I kind of I kind of I really like the sort of after the sort of mark making process and the patterns and she's a really good drafts person so it worked out really well because she was kind of start them lay out the group and we're so used to kind of working in cohesive sort of collections it just that kind of just felt really natural and easy mm. and then um and then that's when we had developed the animals we started with the animals first didn't we Abby 
Yeah, and then we we originally we sort of said that we wanted to do everything would be an original piece. And then I did this painting of this dog and I said, look, someone's just, it's black and white and they've got this really lovely black and white print on it. And I just said, look, so people won't see the value in that piece of work as an original piece because it's black and white. They will just want to put that on their wall. I said, we should make a print of it because if we have a print of it, then we'll be able to keep selling it. And it's ended up, that actual one has ended up being, I reckon, our top seller. It was a dog in a shirt and tie. And I'm so glad that we made that decision. So that those, so now we've got those like quick, not quick prints, like it's for somebody who wants a piece of artwork on the wall and they don't want to spend a lot of money on it, maybe, and they just want something that's fun, like a present, then they can have all the detail and all the work that are in the print, but they can afford to have it on their wall and they can have it personalised. So they end up with an original piece. And then the paintings that take a lot longer are for people that want to invest in a piece of proper artwork. So I think it was just, we sort of came... We, we sort of came to all these decisions quite quickly this one afternoon when we were sitting at the table working. And then I think as well, we both sort of said that if we if we make it a business and if we take it seriously and if people like our work, then we can act like it's a business. So we can spend time together working on things. We can sort of like turn it into a job. Um, and if if we take ourselves seriously, other people will take us seriously. So I think we just sort of ran with it really like that. Amazing. I mean, that's a life lesson right there, Abby, very succinctly put. Like if you make that decision and then say, you know what, we love this. We're going to take it seriously. It's true. You'll make it's like putting your foot and making your mark in the world and saying this is it. And people go, yeah, this is it. Oh, I really like that. That's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. And kind of just get the vibe that you, yeah, you really do have fun when you're creating it because I think a lot of people feel guilty about having fun when they're yeah. doing a job or creating something. So it's really nice to see that you kind of, that's continued on um, since you've done it. Yeah. And like how, how do you find working together? I, spe- I, spe- I guess on the business side, particularly creative. We side, just like know? laugh all the time. Yeah. We just, yeah. I don't know. It's quite funny because recently we, we've been doing a project with this um, uh, fashion company and, um, and one of Abby's nieces came and took the photos because we find we get so in the zone when we're working, we don't necessarily kind of get to take a lot of photos at the same time because it's like we forget. And so she took photos of so many of them, we were just absolutely just cracking up laughing. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like kind of, it. obviously we're working, but we just have such a good time. It's like therapy at the same time. <laughs> and how have you found it over lockdown, Abby? Because I guess, am I right in saying you'd send each other paintings? I guess that could still happen over lockdown or how is that working? Yeah. Um, well, it's quite interesting because when we, I mean, obviously we love to work together. And then I sort of, before lockdown, before any of this is happening, I said to Ros that we've got to keep, we've got to keep uh, being able to produce work. So I would send, so I'd draw the animals and I'd send them down to, I used to joke that they were going down to London to have their shirts fitted. And then they'd sort of like arrive back all dressed from Ros and I'd be like, oh, then suddenly have like this great character about them, whatever. So we were used to sort of posting each other work, but what I really missed was when we when we're together, we start paintings off, and I really missed that the big painting stuff. So I said to um, Ros, "Okay, right, I'm going to start some big canvases, and then I'm just going to post them to you, and you just just go for it, and then uh, uh, you know go on top of them, and then post them back to me, and we'll see how they see how they work. And they worked really well. The best, I mean, you know, you couldn't have really done this, I don't suppose, a few years ago because." Um, 
you know, now I'll I'll literally take a photograph and send it to Roz and say, um, like I did it just this morning. I said to Roz, something's wrong with this. And she's like messaging me back. Yeah, top left-hand side, you need to sort that flower out. It hasn't got a stem. It looks a bit weird. It's too blobby, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll take a photograph. Yeah, I think it's done. Take another. And she's like, yeah, it's done. And then she'll do the same to me, photograph. You know, what's wrong with this? And then I'll literally draw on top of it with my finger, you know, on my phone going, it needs more foliage here. It needs more this, this, this. It's just like, oh my God, you saw it. So I think that when you're working on your own, you uh, you'll pay to paint a painting and then you perhaps have to come back to it the next day. So you leave your studio, you come back and then you're like, oh, I can see what's wrong with that now. Whereas when you've got somebody that's on your side and all the time and is uh, working on the same thing with you, it's immediate. You know, I can say to Ros, what's wrong with this? And she's like, it's too blue or it's too this or it's too that. And I'm like, yeah. oh God, yeah, it is, it is. And then you can sort it out. So yeah. I think that over lockdown, I think that we sort of, tried we did more big paint uh, more posting of the big paintings than than normal and now i think that that's something that we will carry on so as well as before we used to do that i think that we will carry that on now and would i be right in saying that because dan and i kind of have this a little bit where when you know the person very well and you trust them you can just get cut straight to the chase like you can kind of see, if you're working with somebody that you didn't quite know, you, you wouldn't go straight in. That that stem looks terrible. You'd have to. Oh, no, you, honestly, if you heard the way we speak to each other, you would absolutely crack up. It's like that looks shit. <laughs> it's like literally like that. That looks shit. Don't do that. Don't mess that up. No, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. No, that. Or the other thing is as well. Like Ros will pick something up and go, "Oh, I don't know." And I'm like, "That looks amazing. That could be brilliant." And this just this week, she said. Oh no, I can't. No, I can't deal with that painting. There's something that the yellow in that's awful. And I was like, we can fix that. And I literally got my paintbrush like straight in the red and was like, <laughs> straight over the yellow. I mean, you would probably never dare do that to your. I mean, people would probably be so fearful that someone would do that to their own painting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody else would do it. But we trust each other so completely. And then Ross was looking at it. It's just like, oh my God, you're right. You're right. It was the yellow. Yeah, it's gone now. And then it's, you know, a whole new thing. So. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, is there, do you guys have an interest in a very particular style aside from what you make? Like, are you, have you been, since you've been studying and a child influenced by the same artists and, and kind of, um, I don't know, going to similar museums and stuff like that? I'm just wondering, like, are, is it because there's a similarity in, in your influences in style, that yeah. you're so trusting of each other's opinions on the art mm. or is it something totally different? I'll throw that to Roz. It's a bit of a long-winded um, question. I think like, <laughs> we both have a massive interest in colour and that's what kind of, in a way, it's like when we start painting, that's what we really start with and that's what's really important to us. And um, when, when we really like paintings of often it's because we connect with the colours that are in it as well, like just initially. Um, I think we do have quite a different taste as well, don't we, Abby, I think? So yeah, I think we've got a different taste, but I think, yeah, you're right. We're both, we've like, got we're both mad about colour. And like my house is, is as crammed full of artwork as your house is. <laughs> so I think that that, you know, and we both love going to like, you know, a, to a gallery together when we, you know, when we can. Yeah. We love doing that and we love kind of going to places and getting inspired by things. Um, but yeah, I think we I think that we both I think because we because we're quite different in our styles, although we're kind of like funneling in the same way, do you know what I mean? So it's like we just sort of complement each other, I think, really well. I think that's what the main thing. No, that's really good. Mm. And I, I guess kind of going back a little bit more broadly, and I'll, I'll ask you this one, Abby. Um, 
How do you approach your lives and manage your, your kind of full-time creative careers? Because I know you, you both have children, you're kind of very family-centered yeah. and you wanted to set up a business that kind of worked for you rather than the other way around. Mm. How, how has that worked? Um, well, I think we're both really, really respectful of each other's kind of um, time. And like I'll say to, you know, Ros, I think you've spent, you know, you've spent loads of time doing like the admin. You need to make sure you've got a day of painting this week. You know, you, you need to, you know, spend some time doing this and time doing that. And the, one of the things that we do is whenever we get a bill, we just pay it straight away. We don't ever mess around. Like, because if you mess around, then you end up sort of like having to deal with loads of stuff late, yeah. later on. So it's like, as soon as it comes in, you're like, it's that whole thing. Like, don't touch a piece of paper twice. It's like, deal with it straight away. We um, have a, I always call it like, um, G, I called it our GCSE uh, bullet journaling uh, thing, which I made. <laughs> it honestly looks so funny. I was like, I was like, oh, we can't take a photograph of this. It's not Instagram worthy. But it's such a simple thing that at the beginning of the month, we both just rattle off every single thing that we want to get done. We have it down the side of our thing. We both have it printed off. So Ros has her copy, I have my copy. And then I then we'll say, we still haven't done that. We still haven't done that. You know, we need to make sure we've done that. And um, we just quick, you know, we just sort of tick things off. And then we both have, we try and have a set day that we both try and paint all day. Mm. And then there's obviously, there's like loads of admin too. The thing is, if you want, if you want your painting uh, career, if you want it to be a career, you have to market it. And the yeah. best person to market it is yourself. So you do have to do a lot of like, Instagramming and taking photos and shouting about yourself and bigging yourself up as much as you can. Otherwise, nobody will see what you're doing and it's a hobby. Yeah. So, uh, you share that on the social media front. Does one of you take the lead or is it very much you're both on the app and, and sharing on the... Well, I've got two... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> well, we've got two Insta handles. So Abby does uh, Tipley Hill illustration and then I do Tipley Hill, but then it kind of... It crosses over as well, so we can both post to each other's. Um, but yeah, the, so the painting is mainly is mainly Tipley Hill, and then Tipley Hill illustration is more more the animal stuff. So um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, we all you know, and also we Abby does lots of videos. So when she's painting, she'll post to Tipley Hill on my stories because it's lots of her painting, and uh -huh. vice you know vice versa if we're doing different stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. For, for anybody listening, like go on the website, do check it out. Just, just the illustration and the quotes, are, they're so funny. They're so uh, funny, yeah. There's one I, <laughs> saw, I can't take credit for that. That's Abby. Yeah. Abby's it's just brilliant at coming up with the phrases and the things like that. Although we do get so quite often when we go to fairs, we also get people suggesting phrases as well, <laughs> things that oh, they right. want, and you know, and it's, it's so it can be really nice. Oh, this would be really funny, and then it ends up being like a really great seller. So that can be really good and how, how you must have seen i guess Roz, if you wouldn't mind answering this one like you must have seen out in the wild something that you've made and i guess that ha could happen quite regularly now what is that <laughs> like where or somebody comes up when you're at a market and says i have one of your pieces i love it it's in my bedroom or it's in my living room what's that feeling like oh we absolutely love it i mean when somebody I don't know, tags us in on Instagram and you just think, oh my God, I thought, you know, I remember like when we first started out and it was, we we hadn't quite, I think, done that many paintings, but we seemed to be getting some quite big like, accounts that were putting our artwork next to like 
other quite established artists. And I was just thinking, this is amazing. You know, I can't believe, and I don't think we'll ever tire of that, of that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. whenever the, um, whenever we get on Shopify, like there's this funny sort of like old fashioned ping that comes through whenever we make a sale. And we're always like, yeah, and, you know, and I think you can't take any of that for granted. It's like every time somebody's buying something of ours, we like, we are just so happy because yeah. we're, we're doing what we love and somebody's enabling us to carry that on. So it's just yeah. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And would it be fair to say, like, are you guys very much five days a week working solidly on doing this? Or does it is there peaks and troughs where you might work hard for two weeks and then take a week or two off? How does it work from that point of view, Abby? Um, I think, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> put it this way, today um, I gave my baby her breakfast and I um, did some sort of stuff I needed to do on the laptop with sending out some order forms. And then halfway through doing that, I looked up at one of the paintings we've got on the go at the minute and decided to send a photo to Ross to tell her that the leaves weren't quite right and I was going to change it. And then I painted that before I'd even like wiped the baby's face after she'd had her breakfast. <laughs> so my, my kids have kind of grown up with the fact that, you know, I'm painting kind of in and out of my daily. Uh, I'm painting all day, but then I'm also doing everything else all day as well. I'm I'm really quite. I know that lots of people can't do that, but yeah. I can just I can dart from one thing to the other all the time. Yeah. And um, I teach the classes on a Saturday. Uh, Ros usually does markets on a Saturday, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And then, yeah, we both kind of like. I think we both sort of like have. We split, I suppose because you, you're in control of whatever you want to do all day long, we sort of split it up. But I know because I see things happening, you know, I know that Roz ends up doing lots of the admin really, really late at night because she can because the house is quiet. So I think it's quite difficult to sort of keep shop hours, although people do say to me, oh, you ought to, you know, you've got to be careful, you've got to keep shop, shop hours. But I think if you're enjoying what you're doing, then do it whenever you want to do it. But if you if it ever becomes sort of a tiresome, then I think that both of us will sort of say, you know, I need to take a break from that. Yeah. I'm quite respectful of that. So yeah. I think we're both like really lucky that we can be really honest with each other. And we're also we're we're always feeling like the other person is doing so much. Like I'm always I don't know. I just always say, oh, my God, Abby, you're just amazing. Like, you know, like the, yesterday, she t- somehow managed to pick up the two canvases we were going to be painting on um, the night before I was coming up. She'd like, you know, primed them, drafted out the flowers, like done all that. And then, you know, and I come up the next day and then we can we've both finished them off together. Mm-hmm. But she's just like. I mean, she calls it stealth painting as well. It's quite funny because she'll have paintings around and then just like every now and then she'll be like, oh, quick, let's put a few leaves on there. (laughs) (laughs) Feed the baby and do a quick leaf. Yeah, 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 exactly. I I think as well, we both work. We both work. Like when we work, we properly work. There's no messing around. There's no dithering. There's no, there's like we get on with the job and we do it. But I don't think we couldn't work like that all the time because yeah. we would we just wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to do that and um, so I think if we were in a studio like if we went to a studio nine till five every day I wonder actually how much work we'd manage to do I think there'd be lots more sort of sitting around having cups of tea and cake whereas yeah. when I, I think when, 
when we're together, we really make it count because also because of like the terrible year that it has been, mm. it's like we're so excited to see each other because we weren't able to see each other for such a long time. And Leicester particularly, obviously London had like phases where it was terrible mm. and then it felt like Leicester was never going to get out of it. It was just mm. like, you, you were in lockdown for pretty much the entire year, weren't you? Yeah, it was awful. And, yeah. and so, um, yeah, so when we can be together, it's like Abby is like totally like everything's ready on the table the paints were all right ready to be mixed it's like there's barely time to have a cup of tea before we're like straight in there just paintbrushes in hand and getting on and doing it which is great that's really great I, I yeah I love how you've just been so harmonious as well. I don't know yeah. it seems like a very harmonious um partnership and I really hear what you're saying Abby about um just going with the your flow of working, what might, you know, a nine to five structure might work for some people. That's absolutely fine. But actually for you, if it's dipping in and out, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour here and there, that's, that's absolutely it. And the key thing is you just have to enjoy that pattern because as soon as you're not enjoying it, then um, you change it up. Yeah. Like, has it always been like that? Because I know you've been doing it for a while now. Was there times at the start where mm. you weren't quite in sync and you had to like have a deep chat almost and, and yeah. get it to get back in sync again? Or has it just been free flowing ever since you started? Mm. I think We're it's always been pretty yeah. free flowing. I think it's yeah. been pretty free flowing. And then um, I, remember, I remember once though, Russ said, there was like a patch right in the very beginning that we didn't work. Um, it didn't, we didn't work as much and I was working at, my family had like a full time, uh, my family had a business, a florist business and I was working part time then, which I really, really, really enjoyed and I learned so much working, working there and working with the public whatever. and I remember Ross saying to me once, we didn't do much work then, did we about that time? And I said, yeah, you were moving house and she was like, oh yeah, that's why. And I was like, yeah, that's why we didn't do anything then. So I think that we've both been really I, I don't know like we do have really busy times like especially Christmas time you know when mm. we seem to have all the shops kind of want want us to write more prints and get more stock out and things like that we do have patches where we are really really busy but it does seem to flow nicely and I think at the end of the day we're so honest with each other and I think that if you I always say this like you know, I don't know if you've ever worked with somebody and then they've been a bit funny with you and then you've like, you can't quite work it out and then you realise it's something stupid, like you they're the only one that puts the bin out. And they're like, mm. well, if you told me you wanted me to put the bin out, I would have put the bin out and then we would have saved all of this, like, nonsense. And I think that we've both been in places where that sort of stuff's happened, so it just never happens. It's like, I don't want to do any more emailing today. Okay, well, I'll do it then. And that's it. There's no, there's no, there's no nobody's ever crossed back anything. It's just mm. that if it needs to be said, just say it and it's sorted. On each episode, we want to shout about a charity or social enterprise we are passionate about. Today, we'd like to mention Young Minds, who are fighting for a future where all young minds are supported through life, whatever the challenges. Children and young people with mental health problems are at the heart of everything they do, and we believe it's a very worthy cause doing amazing things. Find out more at youngminds.org.uk. Now back to the podcast. you mentioned about um teaching classes how do you find that how have you found running workshops I, mean, I know obviously now they're online but have you found running workshops and why do you think it's important to to share this skill and the joy of what you guys do um with others and encourage them to to um, to 
to do it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I really, really, really love it. And the one thing that I've heard most people say is, oh, I used to do art at school and I used to really enjoy it, but now I've, you know, I haven't picked up a paintbrush for ages. Or I used to really like it, but my art teacher said I couldn't do it or this, that and the other. And the one thing that I always say is nobody said you had to be good at it. You just have to do it. So if you've enjoyed doing it, then brilliant you've had a great time and and I think that sometimes for me it's the process of saying to somebody you know you you pray so I'll do what how I teach because I'm having to teach online is I imagine that they haven't got a screen so although they have got a screen they're watching it I sort of try and teach them as if I'm trying to tell them down telephone so I'll say like put your paintbrush on press and off down press and off and this sort of like repetitive gentle sort of tutoring and the people at the end of it are just like oh my god that was amazing it was so relaxing I really enjoyed doing that and some people have said to me that they're, they're not they've just listened to it and they've not actually been <laughs> thinking anything they're like oh I listened to them first they're so relaxing and then later on I get my paints out and I paint them but um it's just it's one of those things that um when you're a kid and you've done a and you've done a drawing and you pass it to your mum uh, or your dad or your carer or whoever they go oh wow that's great brilliant that's really great and you're thinking, yeah, it's great. Really, the parents probably looking at it thinking, right, I'm going to have to put that in the recycling in a minute. And what <laughs> but somewhere along the line, that gets lost. Yeah. So you used to be brilliant at it. And then all of a sudden, like, you're not brilliant at it anymore. And then the person over there, oh, they're drawing a picture of this famous person in pencil. And, oh, my God, it looks just like them. Oh, what I'm doing is not very good. And then you sort of lose confidence and then it all goes and then – you know that's it it's gone and people don't bother to pick up a paintbrush again and it's really really sad whereas I I was never the best at school I was really actually I was actually really bad at school but that's a different story but I was never the best person doing art but I loved it and I didn't care I just wanted to carry on and just thought if I can draw as long as I can draw and I've, I've I've drawn every single day of my life and I've, I've never stopped drawing and I think that that it's that feeling of just just you can do it. You know what I mean? Everyone can do it. Yeah. And it's because it's we don't have to do it. That's why people don't do it. It's yeah. like, you know, but I don't know. You just, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. And, I, and the, the feedback I've got from most people is basically saying thanks for letting me enjoy painting again. So mm. that's what's been the best thing. Mm. Yeah. Like we've obviously hosted lots of people in the studio as well. And just it never gets old, especially people that come in quite tepid and a bit worried. Nervous. Like, yeah. I kind of go, oh, I haven't done, like haven't done this since I was a child or my teacher said I was bad. And then half an hour into a session. They're just loosening up and start to smile. And then by the end, yeah. um, they're kind of beaming, leaving. Yeah, absolutely. And they really getting so much from it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just can't believe there are teachers out there that will tell a child, you're no yeah. good at this. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, surely that is just something that you should be just chucked out of teaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely terrible. Yeah. I completely <laughs> agree. It's so limiting. And I uh, just completely agreeing with everything you just said. You know, when you're a kid, you just, you sit, there's a pencil and paper, you just start drawing. Nobody has to tell you. You're not even, you don't need any encouragement. You draw on the walls, on the floor, anything. And then somewhere along the way you stop and then you create these, oh no, I'm no, no, I'm not a creative person. I'm Matt more Matsy. Oh, oh no, I can't, you know, and it's yeah. it's it's a real shame because 
just as you said, Abby, you can do it. And if you love it, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things I tried with the doing lock during the first very first lockdown is um I did a set of classes free on my Instagram. It's still there if anybody wants to go and try them, using things that are around the house. So I did a, a stick in some like really strong coffee on some photocopy paper mm-hmm. and just did some paintings like that, just so that people could get creative with really nothing. I did another one, I think, with um food coloring and um cotton wool or something like that but you know just something that you could just go oh okay yeah I can I can find something around my house do it and then that started to get people to think oh actually do you know what that was really you know nice and then people started to um you know think oh actually I'm going to treat myself to some paint so I'm going to treat myself to some nice paintbrushes and then I'm going to carry on and that's sort of like it's kind of grown from there for a lot of people it's been really lovely mm, I really nice. like that um moving on to uh, we've actually touched on a little bit about doing it and feeling good and loving it and I think that's obviously our bread and butter that's why we set up MYO and Creative Jungle is because we didn't do it and then we just discovered actually just dabbling and playing you feel so nice so relaxed so mindful so sometimes even confident about what what you've done which I think um, is incredible but yeah why do you think creativity has that power like yeah why do you think it's in it's a it plays a good part in in being happy especially given that's what you do day in and day out um I think it's something that is um Abby says sometimes like like drawing is like yoga for the brain Mm. and I think there is that, that you know there's something about being lost in something that is not intellectual or kind of um in a sort of um academic way you're using your brain in a different way it's like an intuitive way a way that you can't necessarily work out why you're doing what but it's 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 really I think it's really therapeutic and um it's when almost like something else takes over it's not you know it's not logic it's it's not reason it, it's something different and um and that's really freeing and I think you know I, I think especially like last year I think people are really connecting with that finding that we really really do need that and and I do think that schools are sort of squeezing it out a little bit you know there's just now they're sort of saying a lot of oh we need the kids to catch up with math science and um English and you think well what about art you know, mm. art is what they need to be catching up on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How can you how can you form loads of creative industries and be a, you know, we are known as a creative nation, but that needs to start at the very beginning and continue all the way through. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think if, I don't know, if you have a big business meeting or you have a presentation to do or there's so many life scenarios where if you've just finished painting, and you've done it for an hour and a half, you will perform better because yes. you'd be more relaxed. Your brain would be fired mm. up. You'll come up with better ideas. Mm. You'll be able to think better on the spot. Mm. So many good reasons to do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, for anybody listening, do check out Chippity Hill. Hill. And, the, um, and the workshop videos that you have yeah. on, yeah. So the yeah, next- so our workshops, so the workshops that we've already done, um, so we've now sort of moved on to sort of like having ticketed, sort of like you buy a ticket to kind of go to the workshop, do the mm-hmm. workshops live on Zoom on at the weekends. We ne- we now have got all of those recorded, so people can go back to those recordings and do them as catch up. So there's those there, and if anybody wants to just try out a few and see what sort of um, things we've been up to, there's quite a few free ones on our Instagram page as well. So. Nice. Yeah, something for everybody. Yeah. 
So kind of like the podcast, the theme for the podcast is kind of around creativity and happiness. And we've touched a lot on creativity and I suspect it will flow into the next question. Yeah. Um, but Abby, to start off with, is there any kind of daily or weekly rituals you have to just, I don't know, settle your mood or to put you in a more positive mindset mm. aside from painting to begin with or drawing? Because I, I, I gather you. Um, <laughs> I've got, um, there's, do you know, my mum is, so she's so inspiring to me. She's such an amazing person. Do you know, she can have, like, she at the end of the day, she just goes, oh, what a lovely day we've had today. And you would have, like, it, the, you know, the, the kids would have been around and been playing, or she would have had, I don't know, she made a nice dinner, made some nice food or something like that. The simplest of things, she always says, oh, I've really enjoyed today. We've had a really lovely day. We've done blah, blah, blah. So I always try and take that. So in the evening, I think, not about what I've not done, I think what I have done. So I go, really pleased with myself today I managed to get blah 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 done I really enjoyed like I don't know whatever it is I've been up to singing those if it's something silly it's like singing those songs and doing those things whatever and I've also I've got a dog as well so she gets walked every day and that's brilliant just to kind of walk out and get some fresh air every day so yeah they're the really simple things but I think that if you are struggling with anything, I think the best thing you can do is get outside and have a bit of a walk for the starters and just st- try not to think about what you've not done and try and think about what you have done. Yeah. And I think that, that kind of changes your mindset because I think, and also as well, doing every Monday morning, I do a, I call it a brain dump where I just write everything down on a piece of paper that's on my mind that I've got to do. Now, I also put on that, empty the dishwasher, um, like, I don't know, do some really simple jobs as well because they, they're going to have to be done so they're mm. going to get a tick. So yeah. at the end of the day... <laughs> You can tick those things off, and you, like if you if you write everything down, you get to tick everything. So uh, yeah, so that's like a little sneaky trick I trick play on myself to start to make myself feel like a bit a bit more productive by putting you the put, board. Do you put things on it after you've done them. Is that? A- <laughs> I don't do that. I can't believe I have. I think I have probably done that before. It was just something I'm just about to do. Like eat breakfast. Aha, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I, I just read yesterday that I think over 3 million dogs have been bought in the UK over lockdown. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, I've had one longer than that, but yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, she's, she's yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, she's lovely. She's a good dog. And it's, yeah, it's great to be able to take her out. And my my little girl absolutely adores her. My, my, my boys do as well. But yeah, she sort of drags her around and uh, she tries, <laughs> tries to get her dressed and stuff like that. And she sort of deals with it all. But yeah, I think that there are a couple of things that I do. What about you, Roz? What, what do you do? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I, I definitely think that getting outside, like before lockdown, if ever I was feeling a bit low, I do find that just to recharge my batteries, if I kind of go, right, okay, like just stop, do like a bit of yoga or maybe go to an art gallery and then you come back and it's like life it's like starting with a blank slate again and then you sort of think because you can get yourself into a panic and go I haven't got time for that I haven't got time but then you're not being productive you're not actually doing any good because the work that you're doing you're tired you just you need a bit of a refresh but I also have um I don't know I just love listening to podcasts and books and there's one book that's um I don't know, I'm, I love a bit of a self-help book. And one of my favourites is um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, yes. that book. That's my absolute favourite. So if ever I feel a bit of a low air, and I've probably listened to it like seven times now, I just put that on again. And I kind of, it makes me chuckle. 
And I just think, right, I've just got a, you know, she's got some really funny, like, little phrases and, you know, get in the flow, yo, and, like, kind of all this sort of stuff. And I just think, yeah, right, get in the flow, yo. (laughs) Yeah, I love that book so much. You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, It's it's really upbeat, isn't it? And it just completely lifts your mood. That's, yeah. And it's not cheesy. Like, sometimes you think, oh, self-help's cheesy and whatever, and... But it's just, she's kind of, she's just really funny with it and she swears a lot. And I just, I, yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, that's really, really good um, ritual, having a go-to thing to listen yeah. to, to boost your mood. Um, where do you both get your inspiration from? You know, I know um, you've obviously, the themes of, the, of a lot of what you paint are floral, as of colourful loads of colour and Abby you mentioned about um working in a working in a family florist and I can maybe see that coming through but yeah where do you both get your inspiration from I'll start with you Rose um well I mean we kind of have sort of favorite painters and people that I kind of always go back to and whenever I've gone to like exhibitions I always buy lots of postcards it's a bit of a running joke because I've got like about two shoeboxes full of different <laughs> artists' postcards. But I just, I can't not, I can't not buy them when I go to an exhibition. And sometimes, I don't know, I think just having that reference all around me, I've got lots of pictures and, um, yeah, I just think, I just think you kind of subliminally draw things in without without even knowing. But mm. if ever I need something, then I'll refer back to got quite a lot of art books and stuff. And I think working, our training as designers has also um, trained us to be quite magpie-like in, mm. in how we kind of look for inspiration. And um, we, we used to kind of like have to kind of work to sort of mood books and things like that. And we still think like that even though we don't necessarily always create a mood board we kind of we, we we collect lots of different images of Pinterest and to prompt different groups and sometimes if say I said Abby can you start this group I'll kind of put together like a rough color palette and then a few images or like some things that I've thought of at home that have triggered something mm. and then we kind of work from there mm. nice and what's your favorite color I might as well ask well, it sounds ridiculous. I think it's either pink or blue. Blue <laughs> <laughs> colours. I can't really say like between the two. Like as far as wearing it, I probably if I could like live my life without one. If I had to choose one colour, it would probably be blue. I'd have to have blue, but I love pink as well. Yeah. So nah. yeah. What about you, Abby? What um, so Rose has mentioned? You've mentioned a lot of art galleries and pr- collecting postcards is just one of the things you do. What about you, Abby? Um, well, I I take photos all the time. I mean, just today I um, was just t- going out for a walk this morning, and there's a wisteria that's just started to bloom down the road, and I like taking that. And I'm people on my street must just see me there. Here she is again with the <laughs> with the dog and the taking pictures. I'm leaning over gardens going wow, look at the colour of that tunic. Wow, look at the colour of that. And I've got so many photos on my phone of, of um, I went for a walk the other, the other day and there was this, this gorgeous blossom against the blue sky and it just looked absolutely amazing. And so, um, and then I try and keep those kind of photos into sort of like files so that I've got something to all, to, you know, when I think think back, I can go, oh yeah, I, I remember seeing something the other day that was like that. Um, same with like, if, if I ever see a really amazing sky or a sunset, I mean, they're not, I mean, I'm not going to win any prizes with these photos, but they're there to sort of, you know, to inspire us to kind of 
um, for those, you know, f- future pieces of work. And then um, I'll some, don't know what happens, like, so, something you obviously, people obviously pick up on the same thing, but with like the animals, I'll sort of say to Roz, I think we should do a sloth. And then you'll start to see lots of sloths around. It's like, you know, there was like a bit of a pug phrase, uh, phase. And I said to Roz, this is ages and ages ago, I think we should do a pug. And we did a pug and it became like really popular. And then we've just done a dash and that's become really, you know, really, really popular. And I think something happens around that you sort of pick up on these little things or you see, oh, there's tons of cockapoos around or there's this or that. So that sort of thing that, again, I think, I guess you're just used to picking up on trends, yeah. that sort of thing. And then with phrases, um, I, I'll listen to the radio and podcasts and listen to books and then there'll be a phrase and then I'll like, I'll stop and think, well, that was really good and then sort of jot it down but the time by the time I've sort of jotted it down it's kind of changed a bit it's not quite probably what of the original phrase or something that somebody said was and um yeah and I think just you just sort of like yeah like Ross said you just become a bit of a magpie and then I've, I've um quite often said to Ross we were doing these landscapes and I we'd, we've got some coming up that we're sort of working on at the minute and I said I feel like we need to do um something that's got more sort of like stuff at the bottom, more trees and more, you know, I really liked to sort of touch on it before we didn't really go with it. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. I've just seen this um, amazing painting um, in this gallery and it had all these amazing trees in it. And then I've just found this amazing photo and this piece of fabric. And have you seen this piece of embroidery? And before you know it, we're all like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. It's, like, it's all kind of come together. And, it, and I think that, and then when you look back at what probably started you off to what you've actually got, it's nothing like it but I suppose it's just the journey that you've kind of gone on to get there yeah the spark and then taking that somewhere yeah I really love that especially with the landscapes as well when we do the landscapes people will say um a lady came over to we would show once and she was like oh my gosh this is just like the view from from my um cottage you know looking across the moor you know she lived in Scotland and she was like have you been to you know is it is it Scotland and I was like and I was like, oh, no, but she saw that in it. You know what I mean? So then that for her is it. That is it. Oh. It's, you know, it's Heather across the across the highlands or whatever. But then for somebody else, they might say, oh, you know, that just reminds me of when I used to go through this walk through the wood and there used to be these bluebells all over the place. Because they're so sort of like abstracted and they you you get to see what you want to see in it. And I think that, yeah, and I think that when, you know, I'll work on it, then Ros will work on it. So they kind of become almost like, fantasy landscapes almost yeah. merge of something that you somewhere that you've been and something that you've seen and and yeah so I think that yeah yeah we just sort of collect it all and in a big mixing pot and it kind of yeah. pops out I'll take it out in colour yeah, yeah that is absolute magic gosh I'm like I want to I want to I want to come and see all your paintings in person to just get that wave of <laughs> oh you should you should I really want we used to do um kind of little um art sales in my house oh, so really? once we're allowed to do that again you'll have to come you'll be guests oh. of honor we'll get oh, the yeah, Prosecco we'll out for you oh my god <laughs> I would love that I absolutely love that <laughs> Oh, where we um, Okay, kind of going on to a little bit more serious again, mm. kind of going back to the business side of things. Like, how have you gone about growing the yeah. business? Um, as in, 
is it very much you just collaborate on things and you're like, yeah, if people like this, great. If they don't like it, that's fine. Or have you been kind of very much, here's a six month plan. Here's what we're working towards. We need to be in five markets this month and do X, Y, and Z. Or has it just been quite fluid? Um, I don't know, Roz, if you want to go through that, because I I know you do more of the markets. Mm. Um, I think it's probably been quite organic. Um, I mean, because everything was cancelled last year, I just, as soon as things started opening up, we were just like kind of, messaging each other about what was going on and like shall we do that yes it was almost like just say yes to everything <laughs> so you know as far as the markets because I don't know you know last last year I had a whole like almost like a whole year of weekends where wow. they were pretty much booked out and then they were all cancelled so um I think if last just taught us anything is just basically just take every opportunity you can so um but it's kind of I would say our process is quite organic I mean, we definitely we did start a big process of working out some more shops that we were going to contact um, to kind of get our cards and prints into but then we realized that it would not be in kind of in good taste to you know at the moment to start sort of going oh would you like to see our prints yet because the shops have barely just opened you know mm-hmm. let them get back on their feet again and then and then we'll start that process a bit more mm-hmm. so I think one thing that we did say one thing that I was really like mad about right at the very beginning I said right we'll, we'll um we sold them we made them we did the work we sold it then we took that money and then we did some more and we printed it and then we took that money and we did some more and we both sort of said that we absolutely will not borrow any money to pay for anything yeah. because I want to always, I personally wanted to always know that, and this is going to sound, I didn't want to owe anybody anything. I didn't want anyone to be saying like, well, I owe half your business or this, that and the other. And I wanted it to all come from us. And we slowly, bit by bit by bit said, right. We can afford to do that fair now. So we did it, made some money. Now we can afford to do that and got bigger, slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger. And by doing it that way, I feel that we kind of sort of gently expanded and kept control of the kind of work that we were doing and the way we wanted it to go. Because I think if we'd have sort of like, if someone had said to us, okay, here's X amount of money, you can have as many prints as you want printed, you can go anywhere you want with them, then we would have been a bit like, oh God, you know. you know, we started off with four animals and then somebody said, have you got a, I don't know, whatever it was, fox? Yes. And then we did a fox. Oh, I, have you got a dog? Yeah. And then we did some more dogs. Have you got some more cats? Yeah. So we kind of grew very uh, naturally like that. And I think, but we still now will say how much money we want to make at the end of the month. So we'll say, okay, right, we really want to pay ourselves at the end of this month, right? We need to push ourselves more to doing more Instagram posts. We need to push ourselves more into going. And it's and it's so it feels almost like bad taste to say that, but I want to uh build a studio in the garden, so I've got to make yeah. some money. So yes, and we're not doing this, and it's like I don't know, I think as a woman as well, it's sort of almost seen as a bit like you're not allowed to kind of say that you want to be have a business that makes money and and be good at it yeah um and I think that that's that's really that's really tricky as well and I think that we've just tried to stay quite honest and um true to ourselves and we want to we want this to work and we want this to be we want this to be a business and we and like I said before we take it seriously so that's yeah. how we've sort of tried to do it I think as, a, as artists I think we should all be quite responsible in saying that we want to do it for the money as well it's not yeah. just that we only want to do it for the money but I just think that um how will other people take us seriously I mean sometimes 
when we go to markets, people will ask for big discounts and things like that. And, and I do think, well, you wouldn't do that in another profession. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go to the dentist and say, oh, you know, can, can I, I have a discount of my tooth? Yeah. So, you know, I just think that in a way we don't do ourselves any fa- any favours as artists if we kind of, um, we we belittle ourselves by charging next to nothing for something that we spent a lot of time in and it's not just the time it takes to do the piece it's the training it takes you know like we we pay you know people that have you know learned how to do something like architects or whatever a certain amount of money because they've studied for a long time we've Mm. also studied for a long time and um, refined our craft so um, I think, you know, we shouldn't feel bad about that. No, yeah, no not absolutely. at, all. Not at how, all. Like pricing is, I think it's a struggle for most creative professionals, mm. like totaling up how much time they spend. I mean, I think pricing is, is difficult general. for anyone in general, yeah. But yeah. Like, your paintings are, they're not cheap, like yeah. they're affordable, yeah. but it's four, five, six hundred pounds mm. plus potentially. Mm. Like was there a period where, and the reason I say this is we kind of have that a little bit with stuff we do, you just, push the price up a little bit and you know oh god they paid that that's great okay i'll put was that kind of what happened for you both were you like we're gonna yeah, i think i or? think so yeah i'll tell you what something that happened to me once so i saw this artist on instagram and i'm talking like ages ago now and i, I wanted to buy a piece of her work for a friend of mine and so i went onto her website and uh it was eight pounds and i just thought oh i don't want it yeah really and, and it was weird because I liked the image and I wanted to buy it as a present, but it was eight pounds. And I thought, oh, now had it been, I don't know, it was a print. Had it been 30 pounds, I would have gone, oh, good. Yeah, okay, but yeah. Or it'd been 50 pounds. I would have been like, yeah, okay, I'm, that's a print. Or maybe even a bit more. But something about the fact that it was eight, I just thought, oh, it's not even a tenner. It can't be worth anything. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it, it, I but I think you've got to be, you have to price things so that someone values it. Yeah. yeah, and there's this. I listened to this thing. It was quite funny the other day, and it was um, uh, Ryland Clark. You know the guy. You know Ryland, and he had earned some money, and he went to Louis Vuitton to buy a suitcase. And they said to him, "So after he earned some money, that's the one thing he got in his head. He wanted to buy this suitcase, and he got there, and they said to him, 'Oh, we've spoken to our manager, and you can have it for free.' And he went, 'I don't want it for free. I've worked hard. I want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy it, and it loses value. And I think that you have to." You know, we've put all our time and effort and, and, and you know, our time is valuable and, and our creativeness is valuable. But the person who buys it, they want to value it. Yeah. They don't. They want to feel like they've earned their money and they're buying themselves something that they love yeah. and that they can have in their house and that they cherish. And it, So I think you've got to sort of price things like that, that, that mm. people want them. Mm, yeah. I completely agree. There's that thing of you don't value something that's given to you for free, or and yeah, and all it's. I really like that. I feel like you've earned it, but it's both sides, isn't it? It's a both. You feel like you've earned the money because you've put in all this passion, you've had this vision, you've created this artwork, and they feel like they've earned it because they've you know racked up their savings yeah. and they they've mustered the that will to go. Yes, I'm going to do it. This is the one I want, and I'll spend that six seven. Hundred pounds, and I'll look at it every day and go, "Wow, isn't it amazing?" Yeah. yeah, like it's a pound a day for the next twenty years for a piece of art that'll make you happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's not very much. Like if you have that's it at true. the bottom of your stairs or in your bedroom when you see it when you wake up, like yeah. it's not that much when you when you when you put it, like, it up. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so for any artists that are listening, mm. 
do try to charge more and like have value around what you produce mm. um, because people appreciate the value as well. Mm. And it makes people take you seriously as well. Yeah. So yeah. kind of coming towards the end a little bit, the last kind of two questions are, um, one is what does long-term long success, success, and I kind of say that in inverted commas because success means different things to, to different, different people. people. So mm. like, what does that look like for you both? Um, and we might just say the website and everything again, or if you've any events coming up, feel free to, to share them for people listening. Um, so yes, yeah, success. I, I think just, uh, yeah, seeing our work in more people's homes. I mean, we'd love to be in more galleries as well. Um, so, um, you know, there's a couple of, ga- a couple of places that we've got our work in, but we want kind of more of that. And then I think also just painting more together because um, that is, seems to be the thing that people love most um, about seeing us. And I think that um, when we did this, we did this wall in a florist um, near Abbey and we had such a great day and it was such a good way to kind of create video content for our social and all that kind of stuff. So I think to do more of that, I mean, obviously to, you know, let, you know, be earning a decent amount is fine you know but we just we love what we do and we can't believe we get paid for it but we'll take that money Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah and and I think um, more, more classes I'd like Abby's brilliant at teaching the classes and I'd like to have the confidence to kind of do a bit more of that so um yeah I think um there's certain things that I kind of I I've, I don't know I've, I'm trying like Abby's like always said never say no to stuff and I really love that attitude and I think I've kind of been brought up very much like oh why do you want to do that and you know very cautious and I'm not so much a risk taker and I think what's great about Abby is she's like come on we could do that Mm -hmm. and then I think sometimes you know there's been certain things where you know we I would have probably said no straight away. And I know that Abby would have said yes. And, I'm, and now I'm like, no, we're going to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we can like, do that. Yeah, what would Abby do? Kind of, okay. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. That's how, I've, that's how I've had most of my fun and most of my um, bad times by just going, yeah, I'll do that. And then go, oh, that was not, not such a good idea. Um, no, I always think as well, like, if, if, someone, if somebody offers you an opportunity and you, if you don't take it, then you're exactly where you are now. Whereas if you do take it and you didn't like it, you can come back to where you are now, but you've just yeah. had that experience. Yeah. So sometimes, and sometimes I think that we can stand in the way of ourselves. And also as well, I've grown up and I've seen so many people that I look at and think they're not that talented, but they've just got a big goal. And yeah. they're just kind of like, and they're the people that can't, and you're thinking, how are you, how are you doing that? And it's because they've, shouted about themselves and they've you know decided that they're going to do it regardless of whether and then you get these people that are incredibly talented with the most beautiful I mean I've, I go to some shows and I see the most beautiful and they're so shy yeah. and so timid and they don't they like almost like apologetic for how how really? they are and I just think it's a real shame yeah absolutely yeah so so for people listening it's at Tipperley Hill and the illustration account, is there an underscore on that or is it just all one long word, Tipperly Hill illustration? Yeah, underscore. it's at Tipperly Hill underscore yeah. illustration. Cool. And then Tipperly to check out all their beautiful artwork and get some prints and 
we were just talking about joining in the watercolor workshops that yes. you put on Saturday. So we'll also do that. Thank you. Just get into a meditative state. Thank Make you. Yourself so. a mug of cocoa. We just listen to Abby's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can hear my weird, you can hear the way the weird way I explain things. That's what mo- most people have sort of like, I sort of like lose myself and I kind of go. You just kind of got to do like a little jaggedy edge there and a little uh, leapfrog over here and a little dip-dab, dip-dab, dip-dab over here. And it's like, oh. by the end of it, I'm thinking, what am I talking about? Talking about- <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. But yeah, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate having you on. Yeah, it's been um, brilliant. Yeah, look forward to seeing the continued you do. creations. Oh, thanks for having us. So that's the end of that episode. We hope you enjoyed. What did you learn? If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure you do. So you get first dibs on all future episodes. Be sure to check out the previous ones too. There's tons of useful nuggets in them. We do the podcast for free in the hope that it is helpful to you. So any support is much appreciated to help us grow it. Tell a friend, your dog, your cat about the podcast. If you enjoyed it or even better, leave us a review. We absolutely love reading them. If you fancy getting a little creative, be sure to check out at MYO London or at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram or just get in touch. Here's still more colourful, creative and happier rest of your week. You You got got this, this, you creative creative legends. legends.